0: Hi, it's Tap Horner. Thanks for tuning in to the For Your Success podcast, an inspirational program about creating the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. Your host today is a Christian author, speaker, business coach, and program development expert who will help you design, grow, and delight in doing business as worship, because that is true success. And now, here's my lovely wife, Katie Horner. Welcome back to the For Your Success Podcast. I'm Katie Horner, and I'm so excited about the guest we have with us today. She is the CEO of something called Bridging the Gap at bridgingthegap.com. And she's helping business analysts gain confidence in their careers. And I have watched her grow over the last few years. We've been in some of the same groups and same networks. And I'm so excited to be able to talk today with Laura Brandenburg about launches. Welcome to the
1: show, Laura. <laughs> Thank you so much for having you, Katie, or having me, Katie. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm also really excited to speak with you and, and get to share and kind of, yeah, get to be part of your community. So thank you for that.
0: Well, and one of the things that made me excited when you reached out and said, I'd love to be on the show is that conversation that we had a couple of years ago where I was getting ready to go for something bigger than I'd ever reached for before. And I shared that with you, and you're like, well, why don't you go bigger? (laughs) And I just love that you're all about stretching people bigger than they can see themselves stretching. And that's something that I try to do for the people that I lead, and I'm so excited to have you here because I know that you're also one of those kindred spirits who is always seeing the bigger thing for the other people. And so talk to us about your Business Analysts. Our entrepreneur audience may not be as familiar with that career. And so maybe explain a little bit about that and about your program.
1: Yeah, for sure. So a business analyst is, it's a career at the profession, often within a somewhat larger corporate environment, like not a small entrepreneur group like we have, but, you know, at least 100 people often in the company, but often, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 50 companies also have huge teams of business analysts. But that profession and what we teach about is how to really define when a business stakeholder like wants to solve a problem using technology, often software, like what's the problem they actually want solved? What is the process that's going to help solve that problem? And what does the solution look like? So before you start getting a developer involved or figuring out the system architecture, what tools you are going to use, like what does it actually need to do so that as a business user, you actually get what you want at the end. Um, and what we teach, our program has, it's called the Business Analyst Blueprint. It has four modules that teach how to analyze a business process, how to document software requirements, how to analyze data, and then also just the end-to-end process that a business analyst goes through. And it is a both a training and a certification program. And what differentiates it from a lot of other certification programs out there is that in order to earn that certification, a participant needs to actually go and apply what they have learned in a real-world setting, and they submit that, and we have an instructor team that reviews it and assesses it, make sure it meets the program requirements, and so they're leaving with work samples as well as really validated work experience that they can take and use to move their career forward. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And I, I love the, the teacher in me loves the benchmarks. And so the certification is like, oh, fun, you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's awesome. Because what we teach, even with our, you know, our kids are homeschooled. We Our Spanish business is a homeschool curriculum business. And that's one of the foundational pieces is that the way you really know somebody that's learned it is if they can go and teach it to somebody else or
1: go and do the thing, yeah. right? I love that. Yeah, and that's where we see people, like, we really just merged it to a certification program this year, but even before we had that requirement or that support in, and it's like, they would achieve way more recognition in their jobs, way more, like, just confidence that they could do this versus, like, going to a course and learning the material and, like, not having that real-world application experience. It's always been a huge part of our model. Yeah, and I think that's so
0: important no matter what kind of course you're teaching is to have that real world application, like it's not just the knowledge, but how do I put it into practice for me or in my job or in my career? and you know whether you're teaching cooking or <laughs> whether you're teaching you know data processing or the analyst whatever it is, like you need that real world application to truly have the learning sufficiently ingrained in the student and get them through to success and so For those of you listening and watching, that's a key to write down is how do I get my people to apply this in the real world while they're still going through that course process. So in terms of launching, though, let's kind of swing back around to that. Like a lot of us entrepreneurs, like we're launching to people who don't necessarily have the skills we're teaching. But in your case, you're teaching to people who you're trying to reach people who already have those skills to some degree to help take them up a level. What are some of the strategies that you guys use to find your people
1: when you're trying to launch these programs? Yeah, so our main lead generation strategy is through organic search. So we've been in business for 13 years. I've had a blog for 13 years. At one point I was publishing a couple times a week. I no longer do that. But we have a huge archive of content that receives regular search traffic. And so a lot of that content now has been repurposed to like lead into either a free workshop that we offer or we're in the process of shifting our website so that getting on the wait list for the Business Analyst Blueprint Certification Program is like the main call to action when you come to our website. So we're really like always list building and always talking about when is the next session going to start? Because this program, it's quite an intensive program and we run it just twice a year.
0: Okay, okay. So you're you're planning these, several months in advance. If it's twice a year, like you already know what your next two or three dates are.
1: Yeah. We actually already, we already have the full 2022 schedule in place. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's, that's a good year and a half in advance yeah. and and <laughs> always list building. I love the SEO, the search engine optimization for organic growth and list building. I think that's key. And I think as our technology continues to change guys, for those of you listening and watching, if you look at how the world has changed in the last three years, technology-wise, there's a lot happening a lot faster in the next 12 to 18 months. And search engine optimization is one of the ways that you're going to survive these changes. And so if you don't know about SEO and you don't, <laughs> don't have things optimized on your on your site, that's something that I'm not saying it needs to be your number one priority. Like I'm all about the fastest path to cash and impact. But if you're playing the long game, SEO is something that you really want to be sure that you brush up on and figure out how can we repurpose our content, like Laura was saying. And are those calls to actions that were on my blog when I first started seven years ago, still the calls to actions that I want them to have, (laughs) you know, and and how to funnel that into the things that you're doing?
1: Yeah, there has been a lot of like editing content, pruning content, tweaking content, like, what is actually somebody going to search for to like land on this page? And like, if that's their intent, what can we give them? And what would be like the relevant next step or opt in for them to, to help convert people who land on our website to opt in? So, yeah, just thinking about that, like how you can leverage that part of the ecosystem, I think is there's a lot of strategy around it for sure.
0: Yeah. And how even, even the languaging has changed. Like, thinking about, you mentioned how are people searching for this Mm -hmm. topic, right? Even the language that we use has changed so much in the last couple of years. Because when I started back in 2011, we were talking about like online programs or online courses. And now the term that most people are searching are digital courses, Mm -hmm. right? And so just knowing that and being able to, to make even those small tweaks in the way that you're running your SEO or in the way that you're titling new content that you're putting out can be huge, in helping people find you just to be sure that you're up to date, even with the common terms people are using for the things yeah, that you offer. For sure. Cool. So you talked about list building, and I want to I dive into that with a few minutes that we have left because I think that's an overlooked but super important strategy to launching. And it's overlooked often because we don't think about it as part of the launch necessarily, and yet it's so key because you need to continually be bringing people in. To get to know you in order to have new people to launch to when it's time to launch. You launch twice a year and you said you're repurposing things and your calls to action to bring people into your wait list. Tell us more about what that looks like and what kind of activities go into that list building in between launches. Yeah.
1: So most of our energy now is based outside of SEO is based on leveraging our current list and building interest in the next session. So like for the three or four months leading up to a launch, we're sharing content that's relevant to the certification program. We open up the waitlist. We announce the waitlist. We're like, you know, registration is open. Early registration is open. We offer some bonuses for joining early. Um, we're experimenting with our spring launch right now for like an extra early registration bonus for joining in October, we have a pretty well-established December set of bonuses. So we're like communicating that to our bigger list. And then we're launching to the waitlist really specifically around that. So we're continually trying to like pull people from our main list into the waitlist by sharing content like case studies and just relevant content that links to why they would want to be part of the program.
0: What are some of the channels that you use for for that kind of sharing? Is it just the blog posts and the email list or are you actively
1: using social media? It is. We, it is. Our most active platform is LinkedIn and I'll share it a few times on LinkedIn, but our main channel is our existing email list that's growing every day through organic search. But we also, we watch people go through sometimes two, three, four launches before they buy. Our program is a $5,000 program. So sometimes people like get on the list but it's not the right time. So we, you know, a lot of of our buyers often come from people who've joined the list over a year ago. So that's where I think like we always want to be building new, but the people who join today, the likelihood of them joining in spring is slightly smaller, like the likelihood of them joining next fall is probably greater. So like it really is a long-term game for us, I think in a lot of both the search strategy and in connecting with people at the right time and kind of consistently being top of mind so that when it's the right time for them, we're there.
0: I love that you know that data. We talked in our episode with Blue Melnick a few weeks back about data and tracking it and knowing what your numbers are and using that to... Inform your decisions about your next launches and things, and to know what the norm is and what to expect. And the fact that you know that somebody can be on your list, they're more likely to buy a year and a half in than they are the first two weeks. Like, that's just really cool to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And it's cool. It's also like, oh gosh, like, what do I do two weeks? Like, there's not a lot to do two weeks before a launch, right? Like, to move the needle, right? So it, it is, we're constantly thinking, you know months, if not a year and a half.
0: How do we nurture them? How do we prepare them to say yes when the time is right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I love that. And LinkedIn, we mentioned this, another episode we talked with Nancy Hand about relationships in business and building friendships even in your career, right? And she was talking about how LinkedIn is one of the platforms and we discussed there again. So if you guys missed that, go back and listen to that episode. We discussed about how it's important to know where your people are, And to be on that platform. Like Laura's not out there trying to be on Pinterest and TikTok. She's on LinkedIn because that's where her people are. And it's important for you to know where your people are and to be okay with, this is my platform. This is where my people are. I don't have to be everywhere. I need to be where they are. And that's really cool to know too.
1: Yeah. So talking about LinkedIn, remind me of another thing we do, or we actually have our customers do that helps with the lead up process as well. and. One thing that we'll encourage people to do on LinkedIn is share their certification, like update their LinkedIn profile when they get their ACBA, which is the name of our certification, share their badge, share their certificate. And like those posts get shared really widely. And it's sort of the timing is good in the sense that we're usually like people are celebrating their results from the previous session, kind of as we're getting ready for the next session. And we do see a lot of interest and people asking like, where can I learn more about this program? So it's a way to leverage LinkedIn without just like me emailing individual people, right? And like actually leveraging the success of the, the people and having them share like what their takeaways were and how they helped their organization using these skills and, and what the difference that they've made is. And so there's there's a lot of momentum that comes from that as well.
0: I love that. And it's it's a gamification thing sort of without even without them knowing that you've gamified it you've just gamified it
1: right you just made well, it's it the win for them yeah I mean you they just made it fun yeah yeah those posts often like we will hear people say like oh my CIO didn't know about the certification until they saw it on LinkedIn and then they reached out to me or I got contacted by a recruiter because I shared it so like we really have to push people to share it because our community is pretty introverted and like wants to you know not share things. But like the wins for them are huge too. And we consistently see that. That's awesome.
0: Well, Laura, if you could go back and talk to the Laura five years ago. Oh boy. What's your best piece of advice around launching your program
1: from what you've learned? You know, I have learned a lot about marketing and I think in many ways, learning about it has often taken me off center. So I think my advice to Laura five years ago would have been like, listen to your heart, listen to what feels right in your body, listen to like just what feels good to you and how you really want to market and grow and expand this program and reach more people. Awesome.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for being here and sharing those insights with us guys. Awesome things to take away today. I hope that you'll tune in again next week. Um, if you want to check in with Laura, get on the wait list for her next launch. Head on over to bridgingthegap.com. You'll have to put a hyphen in between those words, bridgingthegap.com. We'll also have a link in the show notes so you can connect with her. Get on the list, even if it's just a watch and see how she runs her launches and the things she does in between time. That sometimes can be the best lesson of all. So Laura, again, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Katie. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Wherever you are, please scroll down and leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you thought of today's interview, what you took away, and we'll see you next week. So I'm Katie Horner of handprintlegacy.com, obsessed with helping faith-based entrepreneurs design, grow, and delight in the business that affords you the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. It's been my honor today to host you on the For Your Success Podcast, and I do hope you'll scroll down wherever you're hearing this and leave me a comment or review. You can get all of today's links and show notes over at foryoursuccesspodcast.com. And until next time, remember, my friend, your message matters. you've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage. Com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. FreeFlamingoBook.com